0: Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.
1: ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
3: Tonight national security identify individuals in academia, civil society and media. They are accused of exploiting their influence to incite a coup and destabilize Ghana.
4: These actors have gained
3: substantial
4: followings on social media, leveraging their influence to disseminate misinformation that threatens our nation's peace and also stability, especially as we approach the critical December 2024 general elections, this is a matter of serious concern.
3: We hear from the national security minister as he lays out the biggest threat to Ghana's security.
4: That Today, from where I sit, I can confidently say that this information is one of the major security challenges that I have to confront with on a daily basis.
3: Is Top Story with Evans Mentor. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. There are individuals in academia, civil society, and the media actively exploiting their influence and following. To promote a coup and destabilize Ghana that's according to the national security minister albert kandapa as he laid out what he considers to be the biggest threat to Ghana's security ahead of the 2024 general elections listen to him
4: in Ghana more disconcerting trend is also emerging notably following the coup in Niger certain individuals in academia civil society and the media who must have observed have been propagating false narratives in support of a coup or military rule. These actors have gained substantial followings on social media, leveraging their influence to disseminate misinformation that threatens our nation's peace and also stability. Especially as we approach the critical December 2024 general elections, this It's a matter of serious concern and must not only be a matter of concern to the security operatives, but I think to all of us in the country. Misinformation, whether intentional or inadvertent, from these individuals, because they are influential, poses a significant threat to Ghana's stability. Baseless political commentary undermines public confidence in vital institutions. Loss of confidence in vital institutions, like the Electoral Commission and the judiciary, can be very dangerous. And potentially, they can steer our country towards a perilous path. And I think beyond the erosion of public trust, in the institutions of state, which then culminates in public cynicism and skepticism. Disinformation also creates a misinformed public whose decisions on policies and elections are influenced by false narratives, a development that also goes to undermine democratic processes. And to put it in a better perspective, misinformation, disinformation can influence voters, can influence them to make decisions which are inconsistent with their best interests. And this could include the election of a bad leader and opting for a bad public policy, all of which can have grave consequences for the survival.
3: And that's the National Security Minister, Albert Kandapa. Uh, joining me right now is uh, Suleiman Ibrahim. He is Executive Director of the Media Foundation for West Africa. They monitor uh, misinformation, disinformation across the media landscape. He is into, in civil society and joins us right now with his thoughts on what we just heard there from the national security, who is diagnosing our national security threat. He says the biggest one we currently face is that. Professor Ransford Jumpo, Professor of Political Science at the University of Ghana. He is also uh, the President of UTAC. Uh, University of Ghana and joins us right now, uh, Prof. I want to start with you. So, the National Security Minister diagnoses a problem. He says it's a trend that individuals in academia, civil society, and media they are exploiting, leveraging their influence to promote coup and destabilize this country. It's the biggest threat he's facing currently. You agree? I, I think um, generally it appears.
2: This was a statement written for the Honorable Minister uh, by somebody who is completely out of touch with the realities on the ground. And the minister just went to read what was written or prepared for him. I have a lot of respect for Kandapa, because whether you like it or not, he's one of the key architects working behind the scenes to keep our peace. The fact that there is still peace in spite of hardships isn't all because we are peace-loving. It is also because uh, people like him are working tirelessly behind the scenes to deal with potential troublemakers and to ensure that um, things are kept always on the quiet. But his analysis and what was written for him about potential foolishness of cool, um, in my view, is quite jaundiced. Um, he should take a simple read of the literature about the causes of military interventions, including those seminar ones authored by people like Professor Michael Quay. And I, I think um, if he does this, he would come to a different conclusion and realization that uh, what was written for him to go and read um, is completely uh, out of touch with, with the real situation on the ground. If you want to talk about um, factors that fuel military interventions and all, oh, it's not because it, it's not academia using influences. It's about bad governance. It's about corruption. It's about economic mismanagement. It's about nepotistic appointments. It's about hunger and poverty. It, uh, it's about the sense of despondency in the system. It's about politicians looting the coffers of the state. It's about. Opulence living um, living style of many appointees while they call on minority or the, the ordinary people who are suffering to tighten their belt. So you tell people to tighten their belt, and then you live in opulence. I mean, if you look at all these things happens happening, they give the consent, they give consent for people to complain. If you look at all these variables, then they, they would keep consent for the academia and people um, like trade unions and all of us to complain. And if we are complaining and you describe our complaint as fueling or we using our influences um, to garner support on the part of people to, to offer some form of acceptance or support for cool, then it means your analysis is quite. Misplaced, but like I said, I wouldn't want to blame him too much. He went to read a speech that was prepared for him. I think that if he listens to what we are saying, he will realize that um, the presentation, in my view, was completely out of touch with, with, with reality. Civil society leaders, academia, media who do they represent? They represent the ordinary people, and so why will anybody want to complain? And 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 these people who are who are they? They are the other. If you look talk about civil society, you are talking about the coming together of various non-state actors that provide a linkage between the government and the governed. Those who are being governed and those who are governing. That's the role of civil society. And so, if you hear civil society articulating some of these concerns, and you rather regard or describe them as. Um, they're using their influence to garner support for military coups. Then, you yourself, your analysis is quite misplaced. Mm. And so, um, with the greatest of respect to the Honorable Minister, it appears he doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, if you what? want to talk about um, coups and if you want to talk about antidote
3: to coups, I've always argued the best antidote to coups is good governance. Mm. Stay with me, Prof. I want to bring in Suleiman Brahma. Mr. Brahma, you monitor these things on, on across the board. Have you observed this trend too in your monitoring? Well, um,
2: I would want to start off um, by sharing the same sentiments that uh, Professor Jambo has just said in terms of my respect for the Honourable Kanapa. I think that um, he is certainly one of the finest um, people that President Kufa had appointed. And not just that, but also uh, appointed the right position. This is somebody that I would say, a really cool headed person, um, takes time to unlock issues and engages um, with different stakeholders in all in the effort to make our country um, stable. Um, having said that, I would also re echo again what Professor Dampo has said in terms of the uh, analysis that we made. I would start by saying that look, um, as Professor Dampo said, yes, we can give credit to Honourable Kanapa for stability that witnessed that despite the bad governance, the misprint, the high levels of corruption, the hassle that we are going through. But the other the other group that Certainly, we should credit in civil society because, on daily basis, there are conversations going on within civil society about, you know, all oh, this challenge, how do we deal with it? How can we help counter the challenge? Um, youth unemployment and the threat that it poses. As I speak to you, there is a convening that is going to happen. In Northern Northern Ghana, bringing together the five regional coordinating councils to have a conversation about maintaining peace, our social protection and so on. Yes, this disinformation is a is a problem across the world. It's not just here in Ghana. And I think in this context, we may be talking more about disinformation rather than misinformation. Because misinformation in the technical sense of it is basically about putting out information that you don't know is false, but it turns out to be false. And if we are going by that, I think the very latest fact-checking work that we have done is about a falsehood that was put out by President de Kufwa. Would we then say that the president is deliberately engaging in misinformation? As Prof. example said, many of these people, statements are written for them to go and read. But of course, when it comes to this information, that is where people are deliberately putting out information that they know to, they know not to be true, and yet they will put it out there for ulterior motives. Here in Ghana, I wouldn't rule it out; it happens. But who are the main perpetrators? I would say the perpetrators are elements within the MPP and the NDC. Yes, the media can sometimes get it wrong. And sometimes they acknowledge, sometimes they would only get to know that they, what they put out there was perhaps factual. But I don't think that in most instances, the media will put out information out there knowing very well that it is not true, but they just want to foment trouble. Again, as Professor Jampo said, in terms of national security, national stability, the most potent threat is the misgovernance that is happening. The 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 high levels of corruption that is happening. We are lucky that we don't have the situation in Burkina Faso, Niger, or Mali with these you know highly organized terrorist groups that are that are literally taking part of these countries. Here in Ghana, our challenge is, as I said, governance, high levels of corruption, autism, you know, um, almost almost autocratic tendencies in a democracy. And I think these, for me, are the things that we should really, really be worried about. But, but what General about... the also what, talks about hmm. uh, loss of public confidence I mean, in, in public institutions. And what do you expect when the president appoints a very known active member of the party to go and become a member of the people who serve as referees in our election? We want people to be quiet and say that, oh, after all, this person was a regional communications officer, the, the regional uh, elections officer for MPP during the last elections. They're going to be a member of the Electoral Commission. It doesn't matter. Is that what uh, uh, people should should, should should take it? You appoint somebody who recently ran on your party's ticket to parliament onto the bench of the Supreme Court, and you would say that, oh, after all, he, has, he said he has resigned from the party in 2020. So people should trust that when he goes out there, he is not going to be partisan. It is, it is never going to be the case. And we have to be realistic. We have to speak truth to each other. And it is a lot of speaking truth to each other that we keep our democracy stable. It is not about lying to ourselves or basically singing the praises of a government every day. Sometimes I feel the government only feels what is true is when praises are being sung about the government. And that when people are critical, what is happening is that that is falsehood. I don't think that that kind of mindset of equality... But but Mr. Mr. the... third after as Trump said, mm. said, there is anything that's dangerous for our democracy, dangerous for our stability, the first thing is...
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year...
1: sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad, ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The misgovernance that is
2: happening, the, the the corruption that is happening, the economic squeeze that is happening, the stealing that is happening, the grabbing of public uh,
3: um, lands and so on that is happening. People see it. And those are the things that we must deal with. However, know, however the the the, Na, the national security no, assessment. Concerned. However, the national security assessment is, in spite of the challenges that you have articulated and Prof also did articulate, same, the the individuals that he has identified in the assessment in civil society, academia, and the media, he says they are putting out the <laughs> falsehood with the intention to support coup and military instability in this country. I mean. Hasn't he got a point there? If that is the national security assessment, and clearly if they've identified these people and he says it's a trend, then they may have definitely been monitoring these individuals over time. If you have concerns about misgovernance, you use appropriate channels to deal with it. You go to the polls and you vote the, the leaders out. But his point is, these individuals in academia and civil society and the media are doing that. They're not waiting for that, but they are using their influence, the following that they have to promote coup. That, that certainly can be right. No, so uh,
2: the point I'm making is I, I doubt the veracity of what the Honorable Minister um, said. I believe what is happening is that people who are not happy with cr- critical comments about the government take that to, uh, or misconstrue that to being misinformation or disinformation. If someone were to say that, look, we need to be careful as a country because right now around the world, democracy is receding. We are witnessing uh, 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 at record levels countries where democratic values are declining. And we are in a region where the militaries, the military have started taking over governance. Mali, Burkina Faso, Guinea, it has happened. So as a country, we need to be careful. I don't think that anybody should take that to be misinformation or disinformation. I think that is really the right message. But if that is taken to mean or constitute mis or disinformation, then they are, the, the interpretation of misinformation is being twisted. And I believe that is what is happening. I will be very, very happy if people at the national security are able to come out with data that says that over the last three months, these are pieces of information that has been put out there by people in academia, in civil society, and in media, which have proven to be false. And our belief is that after the time these people were putting out this information, they knew that this was false. And this, pieces of, these pieces of information are, 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 are expressions of opinion that endorse coup d'etat and endorse military rule. If they are able to come up with that, Then, of course, we'll be having a meaningful conversation. We run Fact Check Ghana in the last four to five months because of our concerns. You know, of course, globally, there are concerns about misinformation, disinformation, and its implications. And, of course, not just that. Uh, People are also concerned about toxic polarization uh, around the world. You know, people expressing views that suddenly foment polarization. As a result, we've beefed up the number of people on Fact Check Ghana quite considerably. In fact, we are still recruiting more, but we haven't come across this pattern where people in civil society or media are deliberately putting out false information in order to create a certain impression that our country wouldn't be stable or our country, you know, needs to be taken over by, by the military. And so I challenge them to bring out the data so that we can have a meaningful conversation.
3: And, and Professor Jumpo, because you're also a, political, you're a professor in political science, the minister links this challenge, this trend they've identified, to the 2024 elections. And, and you monitor that space also. Isn't it the case that when we are approaching elections, we see these voices emerge? And often they do so under the cloak of civil society and media. Uh, and, and academia, only for them to metamorphose into open, overt political voices post elections. Isn't that part of the, of the problem that maybe the minister I, I, I do not think so. These voices you are referring
2: to have always been there. Um, since um, we started the second term of government of the current regime, um, things were difficult, and these voices have always been talking. And so I, I, I find it difficult to understand or to appreciate the concerns um, that have been raised about individuals using their influence to deliberately peddle um, some misinformation, just um, to be able to garner support for military intervention. I'm, I have not heard, I have heard people talking, but these are not people who have openly said that they themselves uh, support. Uh, military interventions we've all been talking and we've all said that if you have seen or observed what um, happened to other countries and even in our own political history if you have read what happened when there were military interventions course wouldn't be the kinds of things you may want to be wishing for because um, we have always argued. political scientists will tell you that soldiers have no business being in government and so, we do not wish for coup. But the point is that the very factors that create pletorian situations for military interventions in politics or in government to occur are real with us. And these are the things which we are talking about. I was expecting an honorable um, uh, um to be talking about, about, about these factors that create the conditions for coups, I was expecting him to have taken exception to the kind of governance that we are currently experiencing. Experiencing. I was expecting him to to, to speak to the looting of state coffers and also the corruption in the system. As national security um, um, official or head, he should be talking about some of these things and be warning people perpetrating them that... If you do these things, then you create the fertile ground for what we don't want to happen. But to target those who are complaining about the ills in the system as they rather being the one um, uh, fueling coups, um, um, I mean, it, it's completely, in my view, out of touch with reality. And like I said, I want to reiterate the point that this is not the kind of part that I know. This statement was prepared for him to go and read. Because if you meet this Kandapa I'm talking about, he's a very level-headed person, and he knows the kinds of things that will fuel coups. He knows the kinds of variables and the precursors that always are there for the military to strike. And we are seeing most of them with us. So for me, for, for him to go and read some of, um some things like, I mean, politicians should be, should be mindful about the caliber of people who surround them as public servants and who write their speeches for them. If you are not careful and you yourself you you don't soak yourself um, into what is uh, really happening, then they they have the te- there's a tendency that they will write some of these speeches for you to go and read. Except that except that is except of that he's a, he's a national what is what he what read to the. Um, to um, to the hearing of the good people of Ghana
3: was completely out of touch with reality. Except that he's a national security minister. So he would definitely, before speaking on this and talking about using words like trends, would have been anchored on national security monitoring, evaluation and assessment and briefings that he would have had. Well, I doubt. um, um, This particular um, thing
2: about um, coups and potential threats and trends and all that I mean, like I said, we all know the causes, we know the factors, the variables that 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 are always there before they the okay. occur. And I'm saying that I expect somebody like him to be addressing or to be talking about how we have to address um, the problem of bad governance. I'm expecting somebody like him to be talking about how we have to address corruption, how we have to fight corruption. I'm expecting somebody like him to be talking about how we would have to bring a certain unity within the workforce fraternity because as we speak now, we have a situation where a group uh, the vast majority of the people are always laboring and they are the ones who are always being taxed and overtaxed and overtaxed and they are providing it's like government is always squeezing water from stones from them just to be able to finance the opulent living standards of, of politicians and top appointees. I'm expecting him to be talking about some of these things as being the precursors to what we don't want. If you don't talk about them and people are complaining, and you are saying that they are rather using their influence to be eliciting support for coups, then, like I said, your statement and your speech is completely out of touch with reality. Mm-hmm. It's important we tell him in the face that next time when he wants to go and talk, he should come to reality. He should he should
3: listen to what is happening on the ground to the ordinary people, mm. uh, Prof. Thank you very much. Also, you heard earlier uh, Suleiman Brahma who heads the Media Foundation for West Africa. I want to hear from you. Zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. You've had from the National Security Minister giving us his assessment of the security situation when it comes to talk around coup d'état and instability, and he says they uh, they've identified a trend uh, that bothers on individuals within civil society, media. And academia. Do you agree? Share your thoughts. New site in a minute.
2: Ajwa, the online page for the new business account was in shambles yesterday. We lost the page. Eh, tell me about it. We started off very confident, and then the office broadband went down. When we set up the hotspots from the phone to reconnect, the data allocation also got finished. You are joking. I wish. The meeting room was hot. Kobe quickly tried calling them to give us some more time, but he had no airtime. Total chaos. They also gave us feedback that our website didn't have enough information. How can you run a business this way and hope to grow? Oh, dear. Your business communication can be way better than this. Vodafone One Business is a complete communications package that gives you broadband with data transfer to mobile phones, mobile package with free calls among employees, landline with free calls and website design plus domain name registration. At Vodafone Business, we understand that strong connections within your business lead to success. Call 050-777-9000 or sign up by sending an email to sme at vodafone.com. Vodafone, feather together. Ready? Let's go!
0: We all go
2: paint some Savannah Everyone is dancing, everyone is singing
3: Because everyone is painting with Savannah 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 Paints from Azar Are affordable enough for everybody to fulfill their paint needs Paint more, pay less Savannah Paints, we all go paint some We all
2: go paint some Savannah We all go paint some